I had serious reservations about going, but ultimately decided that even though we weren't the best of friends, I still owed it to Rick to pay my respects. But the instant Caleb walks by with the other pallbearers carrying Rick's casket, I regret that decision. Just the sight of him sends wave after wave of emotion washing over me. They're strong and powerful and threaten to pull me under. It's as if all those years of therapy and all the work I've done to get over and move past goddamn Caleb Tirikow are suddenly wiped away. Once again, I feel like I'm a wreck, that same quivering puddle of goo I was when he disappeared from my life. Brooke takes my hand and gives it a gentle squeeze, as if she could intuit my thoughts. Maybe she can. She's my sister, after all, and knows me better than anybody. You okay? She whispers to me. I give her a tight smile and a small nod. Yeah, I'm okay. You're not a good liar. I shrug. If you want an honest answer, maybe you need to ask a different question. She gives me a small smile, but doesn't press me on the matter. Not yet, anyway. I know that a full grilling is going to come later but she's aware enough to know that this isn't the appropriate setting for the discussion I know she's dying to have. The truth of the matter is that the instant I saw Caleb on the street, I felt something inside of me shift, break loose, something I thought I'd had under tight control. I thought I was going to pass out then and there, but somehow managed to keep myself upright. Small victories. Brooke and I are standing at the rear of the crowd at Rick's gravesite. The mood is understandably somber, a mood that matches my own perfectly. Caleb is standing with the other pallbearers just behind his parents, who are seated next to the casket. The priest is delivering his sermon, which is supposed to be uplifting and inspirational, but I'm not really finding anything uplifting or inspirational about it. All I can do is try to avoid fixating on Caleb. He looks so different than the boy I'd fallen in love with all those years ago. He's older, but that age has only served to make him more handsome. He's bigger than he used to be, has a dark, bushy beard, and his dark hair, once worn down to his shoulders, was now cropped close to his head. He'd always been a big guy. He was a football star, after all. But now, he is massive. He has arms as thick as my thighs, broad shoulders, and a thick chest. He also has a hard edge to him now, one he didn't have before. There's a cynicism and sharpness in his face, not to mention a darkness in the air about him that's new. In a word, he looks dangerous. He looks so different, and yet, somehow, the moment I saw him on the street, the instant our eyes locked, I knew. Knew it was him. I heard through the grapevine that he joined the military shortly after leaving Sheridan Falls. At the time, I'd pressed for details, but didn't get any. I knew Rick was still in contact with him, but he wasn't giving up any information. I did my best to pry it out of him. I yelled, screamed, and even cried, all to no avail. He just kept telling me that he was sorry, and that it wasn't his story to share. Back then, I so desperately needed to understand why Caleb had run out on me, on us, the way he had. Needed to understand if it was something I did, and if so what that something was. For the longest time, I wandered through my life in a self-loathing haze, sure I'd done something to drive Caleb away. 